Well, I got a text from my daughter this morning. She said, Dad, thank you so much for telling us about the movie Overcomer. We watched it as a family last night and really enjoyed it. Well, that's the basis of this series that we're looking at right now, uh, Who I Am in Christ. Uh, That's my favorite movie, by the way, the movie Overcomer. It's so powerful. Today, we're looking in verse 7 of Ephesians 1, and we're actually looking at the verse that I think is the foundational verse in that movie, Overcomer, and it's about forgiveness. I am forgiven. Now, we've already seen I am chosen, I'm in the Beloved, uh, I'm predestined. Last week we saw I am sealed, and today... Here in verse 7, I am forgiven. You know, forgiveness is a very interesting word. It's a very interesting emotion. But it's a very powerful thing when we come to look at forgiveness through the eyes of God for us as believers, as people, as Christians. Notice this verse 7 as I read it. In Him, in Christ... We have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Now what strikes me about that idea there, that word about forgiveness, is uh, about two or three different questions or two or three different things that I want to ask about this verse of Scripture. In fact, that's a good way to study the Bible. When you're reading through Scripture, ask a question. Say, why is this like this in Scripture? Why did God say this? Or why did God do that? And I think that helps us grow and understand because God the Holy Spirit will help us understand those things. Well, when I read this verse of Scripture, I, I have a, a, a big question on my mind, and that is, why can't God just overlook my sin why does the scripture make it so clear that I must receive forgiveness why can't God just overlook it well I believe the answer to me is seen in this scripture when we go to the book of John the third chapter and we begin to look at that chapter That chapter begins with Jesus having a conversation with Nicodemus who wants to be forgiven. And then John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that He gave His Son, He sent Jesus into the world so that He could forgive our sin. But really the power in that whole passage is found in verse number 14 uh, where it says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must Jesus, the Son of Man, be lifted up. In fact, Jesus Himself is the one that tells us that story. He says, here here is the reason that God can't just overlook sin. And He takes us all the way back to the Old Testament, to the book of Numbers. The children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness. They had sinned against God. God had sent all of these fiery serpents into the land and the serpents began to bite and afflict God's people, the children of Israel. Those fiery serpents probably were a bright color. 
their venomous bite uh, caused a lot of inflammation. People were dying right and left by all of these serpent bites. And they came to Moses and they said, Moses, pray and ask God to remove all of these serpents from the land. Moses prayed. And here's what God said. God said to Moses, Moses, I'm not going to remove those serpents. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to put a, 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 a model of those serpent, or one of those serpents. I want you to make a, a mold of it and put it on a pole and lift it high above the camp of the Israelites. And you tell the people, when one of those serpents bites you, if you will by faith look at that pole, that serpent on a pole, lift it up, you will not die, but you will be healed. And that's exactly what Moses did. He put that serpent image on a pole. And then when a person was bitten by one of those serpents, they looked up by faith at that pole, faith in God, and God healed them of that disease, of that serpent bite. Now listen to me, friend. That is the very illustration Jesus gave to Nicodemus in John 3, saying to him, If you will by faith look to the cross when I am lifted up, then you will be saved, Nicodemus. God in His wisdom chooses not to remove or pretend like I never sinned, but God chooses to forgive my sin when I trust in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's the way God deals with sin. God doesn't overlook it, but God removes it from my life and He removes all that goes with my sin and all of that guilt when I trust Jesus as my Savior. There is another word that comes to my mind, another question I have when I look at this verse 7. Notice this verse 7 says that we have redemption Through His blood. Through the blood of Christ. And I ask this question. Why is it only the blood of Christ that God will accept in order to cleanse me and forgive me of my sin? I can't shed my own blood to be saved. You can't shed your blood. People that have died in the military, their blood can't cover our sin. No one can. Only one person that ever has lived could shed their blood and that bring about the forgiveness of my sin, and that is Jesus. Well, the reason for that is this. God says there's only one perfect person ever lived. Only one sinless person And that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. And God says, in my mercy and grace, I have sent Jesus into this world to cleanse you and forgive you of your sin when He gives His life and dies upon the cross. You see, God is holy. God is holy. That means God is set apart from sin. God cannot behold sin. God cannot accept me, a sinful person, in His presence 
unless and until my sin gets atoned for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the atonement. Hebrews tells us that. Chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 8. There's only one sacrifice for sin, and it is the blood of Jesus Christ. He alone cleanses and forgives sin. You know, when you ask Jesus to come into your heart, you ask Him to cleanse your sin. You ask Him to take it away. He removes it as far as the east is from the west. His blood atones for your sin. He brings you into a right relationship with God. The book of Colossians chapter 1 says to us, We have peace with God through this sacrificial blood of Jesus. He cleanses us from our sin. Now there are two of the questions. Why can't God just overlook sin? Because He wants to remove it from us, not overlook it. Why is the blood of Jesus required to forgive my sin? Because Jesus is the only perfect sacrifice, the only one that can cleanse sin and remove it from you. There's one other question that I have that this verse of Scripture raises to me. Look at it again. In Him, in Christ, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to His grace and mercy. In other words, I am forgiven. Well, that brings us to another question. If God has forgiven me, do I have a responsibility to forgive other people who sin, who wrong me, who mistreat me? Well, sure I do. Do you know when you and I read through the model's prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed it be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Did you know that one of God's requirements for forgiveness of sin is that when you and I ask Him for forgiveness and He forgives us, that we in turn turn around and we give forgiveness to other people who have sinned against us. Now that's interesting when you and I begin to look at that in the Bible. We can find out some very powerful things about sin and forgiveness when we look at the Bible. Now remember what our topic is today. I am in Christ. I am forgiven. God has forgiven me. I'm going to forgive other people. Now, one of the great passages in the Bible that helps us understand this about how sin affects us and affects others is David. I'm turning over to Psalm chapter 51. I want you to look there for a moment with me at Psalm 51 just for a second. And and I want us to see something about sin. You know, one of the things that I have discovered in my life about sin, about the sin of Joel Wood, about how sin affects me and my life and my relationship against God. Although I wrong other people, my sin is not against 
other people. All the time, my sin is against holy God. And I think one of the reasons that a lot of people never receive forgiveness from God, they never have this forgiveness and are released from the guilt, is because we never understand that my sin is not against somebody else. My sin is against holy God. Now think with me for a moment about David. David was the king of Israel. And he sinned grievously. He had relations with Bathsheba. That broke the law of God. He had Uriah, her husband, put to death on the battlefield. That grieved the heart of God. Everybody knows that soldiers die in battle. But David's heart was wrong. His heart was wretched against God because he had sinned against God. He, he became a time in his life that he was just living in wickedness because God had not forgiven him because he had sinned against God. Psalm 51 is David's cry to God for forgiveness. Notice what David said. Verse 1, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Well, that sounds like Ephesians 1, 7, doesn't it? It says we have forgiveness through God, through the blood of Jesus, because of God's mercy and grace. My friend, I'm just going to tell you something. You and I don't deserve God's forgiveness. But because of His mercy and grace, He grants it to us. He gives it to us. He shares that forgiveness with us. Blot out my transgressions is what David said. Verse 2, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. The word iniquity is just another word for sin. He said, I've broken your law, God. I have not kept your word. I've been disobedient to you. My friend, sin is a Bible word. Iniquity is a Bible word. Transgression is a Bible word. We don't need to soft pedal that in our society. We don't need to back off from that. We need to own it. We are a sinful people and a sinful nation. We need to repent and cry out and ask God for forgiveness. Ask Him to cleanse us. He will when we ask Him. As long as we hide our sin, as long as we cover up our sin, as long as we make believe we don't have any sin, listen to me, friend, there will not be one drop of the blood of Jesus applied to take that sin away. It's only when we confess it. Now, this verse number 4 is a powerful verse. Listen to David's cry to God. I acknowledge my transgression, Father. God, my sin is always before me against you, and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Now, wait a minute. That sounds, that sounds crazy. Bathsheba is the one David had relations with. Uriah, her husband, is the one David sent to the front lines of battle. You say, well, I thought, didn't David sin uh, against Bathsheba? Didn't David sin against Uriah? Well, I'm telling you what David said to God, and friend, it worked. 
He knew that Bathsheba was a participant in his sin with him. She was as guilty as he was. But when it came time to forgiveness, David said, God, it is you that I have sinned against. My friend, do you want to get released from your sin today? Then take your eyes off of the people out there that you think has wronged you or the people that you have wronged. Take your eyes off of that. Realize that your sin is against holy God. That's the very reason that God cannot overlook our sin. It's against Him. And He sent Jesus into the world to down the cross to cleanse us of our sin because we couldn't cleanse ourselves. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all righteousness. So when I come to the point as a person and I say, God, like David, I say to you, I have sinned against you. Will you forgive me and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus Christ. Do you know when we do that? God forgives us of our sin. He certainly will forgive us. 1 John 1.9 says that God is faithful and just. To forgive us of our sin. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well I just want to close this morning. By telling you about a little way that you can deal with forgiving other people. I want you to listen to me. When God asks you to forgive other people because Christ has forgiven you, Colossians tells us, in fact, let me just look at the verse so I can be sure to get it right. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, here's what it says. Even as Christ forgave you, you're to forgive other people. I learned a long time ago, when I forgive other people, that doesn't mean that I have to like them. It doesn't mean I have to agree with what they've done to me. It doesn't mean I have to accept what they did or that it was right. Not at all. When I forgive other people, I'm doing that because I don't want bitterness and resentment to ruin my life. Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that if we don't forgive others, that there is a root of bitterness that can grow in our life. And by that root of bitterness in us, all of those around us become defiled because we just rub off on them. And I don't want that in my life, and I know neither do you. When you and I forgive other people, it doesn't mean we accept what they did, but it means this. Because Jesus forgave me. My sin was against holy God and Jesus forgave me. When other people sin, I can forgive them just as God has forgiven me. Do you know, friend, I've never wronged another person and no one has ever wronged me as much as I have wronged holy God. But God has forgiven me. I learned something years ago that my mother told me after my dad passed away. My mom and dad had a, had a you know, they had quarrels in marriage just like all of us do, fusses and fights. And when my dad died, my mother 
begin to have some uh, real serious grief and some resentment and things in her heart. And she heard Charles Stanley preach one night. And this is what he said to do. Because my dad was gone. My mother couldn't talk to him and say, I forgive you for what you did to me. So she picked this up from Charles Stanley. He said, set a chair in the room and play like your husband is sitting in that chair. And you get in front of that chair and you tell him every way that you feel emotionally about what he's done. You can't really tell him to his face because he's gone. And then after you do that, get down on your knees and say, I I want you to forgive me, Lord, and I'm forgiving him for what he has done to me. And she said, you know, when I did that, God released me from all of that guilt, all of that hurt, all of that pain that I had because I was able to say, God, I know you did not want me to carry all of this in my life, but I want you to forgive me. And I'm asking you for that forgiveness, that power to forgive through the name and the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what David's saying to us in this passage of Scripture. He said, God, against you and you only have I sinned. And I want to ask you to forgive me. Would you consider today, friend, in these times when we're separated from others, we're just all alone, we're reading the Bible, we're praying, wouldn't it be something if God started revival throughout our country by people getting right with each other, getting right in their own heart with God, getting right with a holy God that can heal our land just like the Scripture tells us? Would you spend some time just praying about your relationship with God? I am forgiven. That's who I am in Christ. I want to pass that on to other people. Would you bow with me as we pray? Now remember, I'm going to pray in a moment. Then Daniel, man, he's going to play one. He he is just knocking the keys off of that thing here in a moment. And I want you to listen. It's a powerful song as an invitation moment after this sermon. But I want to ask you, please join back tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock right here from our church as we see the crucifixion through the eyes of those that knew Jesus the best, that were closest to Him. I think you'll be blessed in this series. Let us pray. God, I pray that right now Your Holy Spirit is speaking the hearts and lives of our church family. That, Lord, we're examining our hearts. Are there relationships that we need to mend? Are there things we're carrying around in our heart we don't need to be there? Are there offenses and heartbreak, God, that only You can heal? But only, God, You will only heal them when we come to the point of acknowledging to You That our sin is against you. It's not against others. It's against you. God, would you clean clean us up, cleanse us through the blood of Christ. We ask God that you powerfully move out through our church in these days to accomplish this.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.